Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to my OG work ride or die. Now say what you wanted to say. I Good am the ride or die. We 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 were, we are, we will always be the dream team. Some of my greatest hits are um, me being escorted out of the building yeah. the day that uh, BD was... Yeah, how should we word that? Fired? Or should we say position eliminated? (laughs) Yeah. Either way, I cried. He didn't. But I was the one that ended up getting escorted out of the building. So hold off on that. Hold off on that. Hold off on that for now. Let's first... So this is Becky M. We started working at a previous company together. We hung out all the time. We ate lunch every day together. Magical memories. But let's play your <laughs> intro music, Becky M, Little Sir Mix-a-Lot. Here it is. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. Look. She's just so black. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Want to pull up tough because you notice that butt was stuck. So let's, I do, I want to go back to that, but I first want to start off with, uh, let's go back to when we first met, because I had this top of mind, pulled up the tweet that you wrote. (laughs) So the first day I started at our previous company, you sent a tweet out into the fucking world. So this is from December 3rd, 2014 at 9.41 a.m. So you tweeted this at work. On my first day. (laughs) So Becky tweeted out to the world on my first day. New guy started at work today. He's 27 and already told me where he went to high school. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Hashtag. That's Cincy for you. (laughs) And then someone commented. Uncle Jake commented and he said, elder question mark. I'm guessing it was elder. It got two likes. And you responded, if it had been elder, I'd quit my job on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) So that was day one. What a journey that we went on together. Because it was funny. You You already started talking about my last day there. But God, what a journey we went on where the first day you were tweeting... At 9.40. So I was literally, I had, I had made it an hour 40 minutes before you were tweeting out how bad I sucked. But I will say, though, it's good, though. It, it's good because I feel like all girls, when they meet me, they really fucking hate me. So I feel like that's par for the course. I don't, I didn't, I definitely didn't hate you. I think it was more like it was you, you're such a, like, picturesque Cincinnati boy that's like man man yeah sorry I didn't mean to gender you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like 
I just was so, oh yeah, like where you went to high school matters and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm not originally from Cincinnati. So I just thought it was funny. And I assumed you were going to be a douchebag and you ended up being like the coolest fucking guy that I ever worked. Just kind of a douche. I mean... But what, uh, not even really. But then what a journey that we went on together. Because yeah. that was day one. And then yeah. the day that I got fired, a.k.a. my position, got quote-unquote eliminated. And greatest hits Becky Miller. I cried my eyes I out. And also got escorted out of the building, even though I was not let go. Yeah. I was just escorted out of the building because I made a scene about the fact that you were let go and I thought it was unfair. Yeah, you were you were throwing shit. Um, you were crying. I just left. I didn't actually I wasn't that upset. I no, hated you, the company. No, you you just kinda were like, Oh, okay. I hated and then the company so out. fucking much that I was just kinda like I was like, fine, like whatever. They're gonna give me six months full pay yeah. to leave here. Yeah. Okay. And then I just went and got drunk and then you it was kind of like that scene in Jerry Maguire, except you were Jerry Maguire. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me besides Flipper here? <laughs> okay, so the what's what was the German f- fucking loser's name? We, I mean, we don't have to. Oh, get... Mark? Yes! Fucking dude. Where I literally, that, the reason why I got escorted out of the building was because I said, you're so ridiculous if you think you deserve to be here over Brian. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I didn't deserve to really be there either. <laughs> I mean, I probably didn't either. But, but like, that dude stop, was just, <laughs> Brian... <laughs> BD taught me the term, you're a zero. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that that's a heavy term. That dude was a fucking zero. Such a zero. And I yelled in his, like, directly in his face. So and then hilarious. they were like, they literally escorted me out of the building too, even and though then I you wasn't just went fired. To, and then you just went to the bar where I was with the boss who had fired me. Yeah. And, uh. Who also was yeah, being his, fired. Yeah, yeah. His position was gonna, was eliminated too. So me and him were just like at the bar getting drunk because it's like, wow, that's what it's like to get fired, I guess. And then you just came there because you were escorted out because you were creating such a scene and got drunk with us. And the, the last thing I'll say about that is you, I have like a morbid fantasy about seeing what everyone's reaction would be like at your funeral, you know, like. No one wants to die, obviously, but if you could just, like, get a glimpse at, like, who's really upset and who's, like, saying really nice things about you and stuff, I felt like I kind of got a glimpse of what my funeral at that time in my life would have been like. You would have been hysterical, and then there's people, like, who couldn't give less of a fuck. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, in my mind, if I were to die... Yeah. Like, that, to this day, is one of my most traumatic experiences yeah <laughs> to, like honestly because you were the only real person there you were the only person that like and if we're like tying it back to the podcast 
I I didn't ever want to talk about shit. Yeah. And you always wanted to talk about stuff. Yeah, I'm a talker and you're not a talker. At least at least like I feel like sometimes you want to talk. Like right now you want to talk. Yeah. But sometimes you're just like fuck off, bitch. Yeah. I'm not trying to talk to you right now. But like that that was like a good day where I was ready to burn the building down because yeah. it was totally like I wish you had. I I wish I had. <laughs> I wish, yeah. well. Okay, so tonight, let's get into why we're actually here though. Yes, please. And first off, I got to give a little housekeeping. We have to give our contact. It is vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com and vicariouslivingpodcast on Instagram. We got swag $30 on the baseball tee, $20 on the tanks, $40 on the Henley sweatshirts. Becky has some swag, got the baseball tee. It's extremely high quality. High quality shit. It's the highest of quality. Okay, now let's get into Bring It On. Are you ready, Rebecca? We're going to do Bring It On tonight. It's I'm a... ready. <laughs> We're going to do Bring It On tonight. It is a fucking film. It is an art film from the year 2000. Um, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score for this movie? I would hope at least 8.5. Percent? No, this no, is out of 100. Eight, oh. So you're saying 85? Yeah. 63. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph and all the saints in heaven. That's unfair. <laughs> so that's it's 20 points lower than you would have scored it. Um, so you're saying I'm a bad movie critic. Well, look, hold on. With the audience, 66. <laughs> I, I consider this Kirsten Dunst magnum opus. Hold so, I, well, hold on. I actually, I I have an alternate movie that I would put as her peak movie. Okay, what is it? Well, I think that's a perfect transition into our character breakdown. Let's get into our character okay. breakdown. We'll start with Kirsten Dunst to do that character breakdown music. Here it is. Let's lead with Kirsten Dunst, a.k.a. Torrance, lead character. Do you want to go into her IMDb first and foremost, or do you want to just get into like a couple fun facts I had about her? I don't really have a preference. Okay, let's just give a first fun fact. Do you know that she is married to another teen drama star? I didn't know that she was married at all. Uh, she's either married or engaged. But I don't know, I don't know if they've officially been married, but she's definitely engaged and it is to Jesse Plemons, aka Landry from Friday Night Lights. No shit. Yeah. They have a kid. What? Yeah. That's probably a ginger baby. With the small teeth. Okay, so I yeah, on her teeth, I actually wrote down she has a little bit of a snaggle tooth, but I don't hate it. You were always so cruel about the snaggle teeth. No, no, I, I, I not cruel, but like you, you were always very conscious. I'm an, yes, of I'm gonna, snaggle teeth. I'm gonna notice it. But you on most the snaggle teeth. On most girls that we've seen in these shows who yeah. have had like snaggle teeth, I have not minded it. Yeah, and maybe it's because they're attached to like 
10 out of 10 ladies <laughs> with just like a minor flaw in their teeth. But like for the most part, every time I've seen a snaggle tooth on one of these ladies, I'm like, well, not deterring me, still in. But you know about me that I've always been a woman that's, I talk about my gum to tooth ratio. You don't like your ratios? <laughs> When I think they're of not a, terrible, no, but like, no. When I think of bad ones, yeah, there's there's, there's some bad, bad ones. ones. Yours are not that bad. <laughs> Your yours is just you can see your gums when you smile yeah. because your smile is it's like so very big. big. Yeah, but I wouldn't say your actual teeth are small. It's Correct. just your smile's big. But Kirsten's teeth are small. a little small for you. A little small. Um, she is a rare success story for a child actor. Mm. Because she was... Start- and she didn't really have any, like, Drew Barrymore no. drug addict no. periods. like. No. She came onto the scene hot AF mm-hmm. in 1994. I don't know if you ever saw this. She did Interview with a Vampire oh. with Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. Did I ever see this? Are you joking me? That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah. That Thank was rhetorical. Um, she kissed Brad Pitt in that movie. Yeah. And she weird, was only but 11. Chill, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she did Jumanji in 95. Also. That's Powerhouse. Fucking amazing movie. Do you wish she kissed Robin Williams in that? Or maybe just his hairy knuckles? I mean, R.I.P. 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 But still, do you wish that... Yes. 12 year yes. old Kirsten yes. Dunst. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. She did Small Soldiers in 98, Dick in 99, and then what I, to go back to your previous point, what I think is her biggest movie where she became a real A lister was in 2002, right after Bring It On, when she did Spider Man. Yeah. That scene in the rain. That's honestly my least favorite kiss that she's done. The upside down kiss? I mean, it's cool. But I kind of like her, like, underage one better. That's a hot take. It's <laughs> a fire take. Look, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Any kiss with Brad Pitt, uh, yeah. I, I, so t- I'd say a kiss with Brad Pitt is definitely a lot better than a kiss with Tobey Maguire. Exactly. Regardless if it's upside That's down. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just overemphasizing it being in the rain because like a rain kiss well, just takes me Well, and it was like head. like upside down, which is so sexy. Oh my like God. it was like it looked very sexy. It was super hot. I'm not like I just really liked the vampire. I you know I, the I, the little girl vampire. Yeah. Yes. Hey. No judgment. No judgment. Oh, by the way, I should have said this uh, to lead off. You are my one alternative friend. So comments like that just go right into this is why I love you as my alternative friend. <laughs> okay, explain what you mean by alternative friend. Uh, I would say I could count on one hand the amount of friends I have with a lot of tattoos and nose rings. So, yes, that puts you in like the number one spot for my alternative friends. At my wedding, there was you and then one other guy I knew who had, like, a full arm sleeve of tattoos. And all I kept thinking is, like, I should get these two together. They're both my alternative friends. They should hook up. There's three tattoo sleeves between them. But I love your tats. Where are we at now with the tats? 
Are what is it both? So it's both sleeves now for the kids. <laughs> Becky has one full sleeve on her left arm, like three quarters sleeve on the right arm. I have, and then both legs. Yeah. 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 Are you gonna yeah. keep going? Absolutely. The Are you only, ever gonna get a neck tattoo? Um, it depends on like where I get with my career. I would say. So, yeah. like, you know, you're not going to, like, tattoo your hands and your neck if you're not. Yeah. Although, like, I've, I always like the finger tattoos. Yeah. Like, I thought it looked kind of cool. It'd be sick. It'd be sick. But, yeah, it is tough, like, in a white-collar exactly. environment. But also, like, I'm already... You're already your alternative. Like, I'm, what do you Well, and I'm already, like abandoning that bullshit yeah so. becky just quit her job that's fresh <laughs> <laughs> that's a fresh fresh development um okay now let's get into the next character gabrielle yes. union oh gabrielle union i just want to say she was 27 when she filmed this fun fact that's young i mean like Com- but but comparatively she's oh supposed no to be like playing for, to be school. playing a high yeah. school girl but yeah. i like actually thought that was young for her because like she looked know. good i'm just like an, like done with her really yeah i really like her i wrote down she is smoking hot she's beautiful but like you like her attitude i'm kind of just done with her yeah like with Dwayne wade you don't you don't like now she's dating Dwayne wade exactly you don't like who she's become exactly did you like her before Dwayne yes. wade a lot Yes. Yeah, I did too. One hundred percent. Well, did like was she gorgeous, beautiful, and she still is? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. But like, she's kind of obnoxious, in my opinion, at this point. Do you follow her on like social media and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Oh, she's a little aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, she's. I. I could definitely see that. Um, the one thing I will say about her in this movie, though, is she's got this walk that is like so badass. Yeah, it's like a. She's kind of got her her uh, shoulders. It's the shimmy. Yeah, her shoulders are like arched back like this, and it's just like a sway, mm-hmm. like a tick tock, tick tock, mm-hmm. tick tock sway. It's and, the perfect shimmy. Uh huh. Yeah, she looks like a badass. Okay, let's get off of her since yeah. you don't like her. Next character. This <laughs> I wrote down for this character. This is your avatar, Eliza Dishko. This is, this is why this you want to do fanning yourself. Fanning myself with my paper. Yeah. So this is why you wanted to do this movie was because you, as an alternative chick, <laughs> she resonated with you. So fucking stupid. <laughs> she resonated with you because in this whole world of bringing on, all these girls are like cookie cutter Super rich, blonde, yes. California girls, and then this uh, Missy girl, a.k.a. Eliza Dushku, comes yeah. in. She's like brunette. She has dreads. Don't know why she had dreads. That was weird. Yeah, that was a choice that they made, I guess. <laughs> so she resonated with you most as a 15-year-old, you'd say? So I hilariously became a cheerleader. Because I was a gymnast as a young girl. And then, um, so, there's no gymnastic team. This is a last resort. Yeah. It speaks very clearly to me. And I fucking 
love Missy. Was like, that your, that's what happened to you in high school? You were exactly. on the gymnastics team and then yes. you had to be on the cheerleading squad because they didn't have gymnastics. Correct. Got Unlike it. you, I didn't go to a private school. Yeah. You went to a public school up in the Cleveland area. I did. What's the Cleveland area all about? <laughs> Did you say garbage? Garbage? Um, are no, rivers, like, are rivers cat- like catch on fire sometimes? No, not a big deal. Um, you love LeBron James. We love LeBron James, but he left us and all business has closed and... <laughs> but you still love Cleveland. Could you ever see going back to Cleveland? No. No, never go back. No. Okay, so that's your avatar. This whole podcast, we're just going to refer to her... As your avatar. Honestly, I don't know what other movies she did. I had, she had a three-year run. That was kind of one of the things that, like, struck me most about the movie was her and her brother in the movie. Like, I don't really, I don't know what their big points were. They didn't do shit. Yeah. I, for her, I put, she was in Jay and Silent Bob and then she was in New Guy. And it was essentially three years. It was 2000 to 2002. Yeah. It's like the only time she acted. And then let's go to the next guy. The last character we're going to do is the guy you just mentioned, her brother, Jesse Bradford, (gasps) who... One of the first guys that I ever jacked off to. Whoa. Lady jack-offs? Jesse Bradford? Cliff? Ladies jack off. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Cliff. <laughs> so Cliff. I'm just sorry. I'm just laughing because you said at the beginning of the podcast, you're like, I just quit my job and I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to law school. So I don't want to say anything that's going to make me look bad. And now you're talking about Lady Jackoffs. So you're lady jacking I'm off. I'm still myself. Right. And yeah. I don't think I should be ashamed about jacking off. Like, no. Like, your honor. Yeah. Am I, like, in contempt of court? No. Thank you. No, miss. No, miss, you're not. Let's go. <laughs> He's guilty. He's guilty. <laughs> I jack off. Lady jack offs. He's guilty. Guilty as charged. Okay, so Jesse Bradford, I it's her brother Cliff. I did write mm-hmm. down that he was in one movie. I don't know if you ever saw this swim fan. <gasps> Fucked up. Fucked that movie. Up. Yeah. That I feel like that movie was kind of like underrated. I loved it. I yeah. bought it on DVD. It's a it's about a stalker girlfriend. I yeah. think in high school. She's a stalker in high school. Fuck, we should do it on this pod. Honestly, we should. I would totally do it. She is a psychopath and gets obsessed with him like in a serial killer-esque way. Mm -hmm. And so that was the only other movie I've ever seen him in, though. And then there was only one other thing I had about him, and then we'll get off of the characters. Did you know, fun fact, Jesse Bradford was supposed to be James Franco. What do you mean by that? He was originally cast, <gasps> and then he had to drop out because he had to do Freaks and Geeks, which is a great show. How much different would this movie have been if it was James Franco hooking up with Kirsten Dunst? You would have been I, Lady I, jacking off so much more back in the no, day. No, I honestly if it was think Franco. it would have been worse. 
You mean you would have been Lady jacking off less? Yeah. With Franco? Yeah. No. Because I think it would have been. That's a lie. <laughs> Your Honor, that's a lie. <laughs> that's <laughs> guilty as charged, Your Honor, with the fucking lies. <laughs> I I really think I would have like not related as much. Oh, so you think Jesse Bradford's a little more like every yeah, man and exactly. James Franco's too hot. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. He is hot. Um, okay, let's get off characters. All right, do you want to get into the actual plot of this movie now? Yes. Break it down. Some clips, too. Let's, um, Torrance, a.k.a. Kirsten Dunst, yeah. she becomes the cheer captain of the cheer squad. And when she's the cheer captain, she figures out that... All the prior years when they've been winning national championships and shit, that the previous captain was stealing routines and stuff. And so I just wrote down first and foremost when we're like seeing a lot of these cheer scenes and we're figuring out like before we get into the whole plot about them stealing cheers and stuff. I just wrote, I don't get male cheerleaders. Sorry. To the male cheerleaders out there, I damn it. I know that uh, Amy, our, our old work friends, probably might be listening. And her daughter is definitely dating a male cheerleader. I it, thought you were just going to say deaf and like end it at that. And that scared me. Really no, bad. no, 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 no. Her daughter's <laughs> and not deaf. And she's deaf. Definitely. No. We all know Amy's daughter has full hearing ability. <laughs> Isn't she dating a, a cheerleader still, though? They're pretty serious. Sorry, Amy. They're engaged. They're engaged. Damn it. Amy, I'm sorry. I just, I don't get male cheerleaders. I don't understand what is the win here. You know? That's all I wrote. <laughs> I just don't get male cheerleaders. Actually, you know what? Let's play a clip. I'm going to play okay. my... Let's play a clip of why okay. I actually agree with these guys in this clip when they're ripping on the male cheerleaders. Here it is. Whoa! Sexy Leslie and Jan Jan, the cheerleading man. Whoa, just because we want more trophies than you guys, there's no reason to go get all malignant. Malignant this, tool. Grass is dick. So... While I wouldn't be openly ripping on, like, the male cheerleaders like that in high school, I'd definitely be ripping on them behind their backs. I don't think you're wrong at all, like... Would you ever date a male cheerleader? Absolutely not. Why not? (laughs) Why would you not? Because I... Because I like big boys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dick-wise? No, like, just in general. So, oh, you're, okay, because they're like usually... Sh- thick boys. Fat guys? Yeah. I didn't know that. Is this a new thing? <laughs> Just bigger guys in general is your jam? Okay, so you're saying I mean, you don't like I them that I, fit? I don't, I don't really care about, like, I'm not, I don't really appreciate boys that look like, oh, I have this, you know, six pack and whatever, whatever. I appreciate boys that have something that's like... A little something to grab onto. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel ya. So, okay. I bet that's, you do. That's why. All right. Um, it le- it, then the other thing I was just thinking is um, after that scene, Kirsten Dunst, a.k.a. 
Torrance, mm-hmm. like right after that, her boyfriend was trying to give her a kiss in front of everyone. Yeah. And it led to this like pretty heated back and forth that you and I were having on PDA. And we really came down on different different sides of the fence on that. Yeah. So you're pro PDA. I wouldn't say I'm pro PDA. I would say I'm, I think that there's opportunities where it can be who gives a fuck. So you're, so you were saying when, like, if you're really drunk out at a bar, sometimes you just want to make out with a dude and make sure everyone sees it. Or it's just right for the, the company that you're with. Because sometimes, like, the company that you're with might need that affection to know that you want to be with them. Oh, like, they are a, um, I'm trying to think what the love language is on that. Yeah. They are a, um... Oh, I think it's just physical touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, there's some people who are just like, the only way that I can tell that you love me is like you are physically touching me and you're like showing me physically. Yeah. So you've dated guys that are in that camp who are like, or are you saying you, you are like that? You're, oh no, I've dated guys like that. Really? I'm not like that. Who are like the physical touch? I I need mm-hmm. everyone in this room to know mm-hmm. that you love me by you like being mm-hmm. all over me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the worst. It's the grossest kind of love. Oh my god, I know. So <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you because I am not that way. I am not like yeah. I, I've it's taken not my that. type of love at all. I've taken the uh, love language test and I am firmly in the acts of service yeah. camp. I'm not a words I mean, of affirmation. Do you think I'm I not... didn't know that based on the like what you did to your house and Yeah, your home uh, right, you right. Built? Yeah. Yeah. Like you I'm an actions guy. You did that. You right. did that and that's incredible. Like that's Yeah. So uh, all the all the other like uh, love languages I just don't get them and especially the physical touch one in public. Mm-hmm. I'm totally cool with physical touch not in public, but the, the, the PDA version of it, I'm just like, can you just wait? Can you wait 30 minutes and I'll be all over you once we get back into the, like our apartment or whatever. But why, why do you, why do we need everyone else to fucking see this? I don't understand. Um, okay. Let's get back to the plot of this show. So they now are like, okay, we're in this cheer squad. Eliza Dushku is now in the crew. Some girl got hurt or whatever. So the alternative girl, Becky's avatar, is now in the crew with Kirsten Dunst and all the non-alternative kids in California. And they then figure out that, as we were saying at the beginning of this podcast, all their routines have essentially been stolen from the East Compton Clovers. Yes. They didn't have any original material. Oh, God. The stakes are so high. I'm with you. So high. The stakes are so high. So they didn't have any original material. How did they learn this? We um, ain't white. No. Yeah. We ain't that, white. Yeah. So, we definitely ain't white. What Becky's doing right there is a scene from Not Another Teen Movie <laughs> that I want to play right now because this is a clip of... When the East Compton Clovers realize, hey, these white girls are stealing our shit, they go to the football game where the Toros, the white girls, are doing their stolen routine, and then the East Compton girls just start like cheering back at them at this football game. Again, lowest stakes possible. <laughs> 
But it did remind me of what you were just mentioning, which is a clip from Not Another Teen Movie where they parody that scene. Here it is. Don't think you fooling us because we saw you at our practice and I know you stole our routine. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about because we've always done our own cheers. Right, girls? That's, That's right. right. Well, then you better bring it. Oh, it's already been brought in. It's like, I gotta do not another team movie on this podcast at yeah, some point. It, there's no choice. It's, it. There's no choice. It's, it, it just makes fun of it so much. Like, mm-hmm. are you it's fucking really serious the with these sticks? <laughs> yeah, so they they decide after they get shown up in that football game that they can't do it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the next thing that it gets to, and I had to get to this because I know this really resonated with you, was... The girls, Torrance, a.k.a. Kirsten Dunst and Eliza Dushko, are, like, sleeping over with each other and they're trying to figure out what to do. They're like, we gotta, we gotta come up with a new routine or whatever. And while she's sleeping over, there is a very sensual slash sexual toothbrushing scene with Eliza Dushko's brother. Your thoughts? That boy doll. So you're obsessed with Cliff in this moment. I am obsessed with Cliff. Can I give you a fun fact about that toothbrush scene? Yes. So that was actually not originally filmed in the movie. It wasn't even supposed to be in there. Tell me more. So they uh, they they realized after they were done filming that they didn't have enough lead-in building sexual tension between Cliff and Kirsten Dunst. So they went in after the fact and filmed the toothbrush scene to like really build it in the middle of this movie. So yeah. what what about that scene? Because when we were watching it, you were like, oh With my the, God. Br- the teeth brushing? Yeah, because you were like so locked in on the sexual tension between the two of them. Oh, yes. Because I'm just so like, I'm so self-conscious about that kind of thing. Oh, so you were like the fact that he was just cool with it. He was mm-hmm. cool with her brushing her teeth and they were like bonding in that moment. It exactly. really resonated with you. I see what you're saying. Exactly. Um, can I get can I get to my MCITW? Absolutely. Because I I have to give if I gotta give my MCITW to one person in this entire movie and it's like a compilation of all of his scenes in this movie. This is the perfect time to do it because we're talking about him. It's gotta go to fucking Jesse Bradford Cliff. So, this week on the VL podcast, the MCITW, that is the Maurice Cooper, is the worst of the week. Brought to you by Wicklow, where W I C K L O W, where be free and explore, get all your outdoor gear at wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code VL, check out, get 10% off of your order. <laughs> VL swag, get at us on Instagram for all of our said swag. $30 baseball tee, $20 on the tank, $40 on the Henley sweatshirt. It goes to Jesse Bradford for being a little fucking bitch. I hate him in this movie the entire time. I wrote down three scenes for Jesse Bradford that I fucking hate everything about him. One, the football game. He's reading a book at the football game? Like a fucking douche? He's reading The Naked Ape? 
Loser. Number two, that scene where he's playing the guitar in his bedroom, disgusting as fuck. So limp in my pants when I was watching that fucking scene. <laughs> That's two. And then three, the fact that he made her a mixtape on a cassette while she was dating another guy and while she was out on a date with that other guy, he just showed up, waited on her front doorstep and then just waited. He just sat there and waited for hours with flowers, a bouquet of flowers until she got home from her date with that fucking boyfriend of hers. And then he put it on her. He put it on her like, Oh, what's up? What's up? I thought you were flirting with me. Fuck this guy. He's a loser. He's pathetic as fuck. I, you know, I have zero respect for fucking pathetic dudes. And this was like one of the most pathetic scenes I've ever seen. So fuck you, Jesse Bradford. You get it this week. Bring it on podcast. You little bitch. Be free and explore. Brought to you by Wicklow Air. Get bent, loser. Any thoughts? <laughs> Any thoughts on Jesse Bradford? You like Jesse Bradford. I have no idea who that is. Cliff! It's Cliff. I just like get bent. <laughs> Becky's had like four and a half vodka sodas and now she has no thoughts on Cliff. I thought you liked Cliff. You don't like him? <laughs> okay. Are you ready to go to the final battle? Yes. Okay. Let's get into that final battle with a clip to set the stage. Here it is. Okay. You want to make it right? Then when you go to nationals, bring it. Don't slack off because you feel sorry for us. That way, when we beat you, we'll know it's because we're better. I'll bring it. Don't worry. I never do. I wanted to play that to get ourselves in the right mood. Bring it. Thank you. I wanted to play that to get ourselves in the right mood for this final battle. That's fine. You were saying you've done these like cheer competitions in your life, right? In high school, you were in a national championship cheer competition. You thought these dances were a little weak? Um, so in high school, I actually thought it was kind of a fucking joke. When you were on the high school cheerleading squad? Yeah. So I, I did things in a British accent and I said things like, baskets, baskets, (laughs) bring me a big green basket. (laughs) Why? (laughs) <laughs> because cheerleading was so stupid. <laughs> Did you? Are you going to tell the kids about how you were a hardcore cheerleader? I was a hardcore cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. You showed me a picture of yourself when we were watching it. We can, in high yeah, school. we can post that. I was very hardcore about cheerleading. I just wasn't hardcore about the that part of it. I just didn't think it was. Yeah, you weren't into the com- like the competition aspect yeah. as much at the end. Uh, yeah. But you guys did go to nationals, did, and you did correct. not win, correct? Correct. That's kind of sad that you didn't win. <laughs> Amherst, <laughs> comments. Oh, shit. Go Big Green. <laughs> keep that in. Um, so then the Toros go out there, and they don't bring it. Yeah. The Toros lose. 
to the of East course. Compton Clovers. And Tale as old as time. So when it's all said and done, did you learn any valuable lessons from this movie? Because I have one. I would say just like the ego for sure. The ego of Kirsten Dunst? Or are you saying, wait, what do you mean? No, the ego of the other lady that married Dwayne Wade. Oh, uh, Gabrielle? Yes. Union? You do not like... Not it's not that I don't like her. I just think that she was more confident. Yeah. Yeah. She like she really thought she had it. And it we didn't We didn't like it. that. We didn't like that as much. Yeah. Uh, my valuable lesson out of this whole movie when it's all said and done. Again, sorry, Amy, if you're listening. But my only valuable lesson is cheerleading competitions are like the lowest stakes activities of all time. I just, yeah, when it ended, I was like, who cares? <laughs> That's what I learned. So bring it bring it on you know <laughs> what i okay <laughs> are we recording still yeah what i learned is <laughs> you're the fucking funniest person and that's 100 percent accurate and <laughs> most days like it, that's it <laughs> yeah thank you thank you becky okay do you have an mvp rebecca do you have an MVP of the entire movie? <laughs> Missy, for sure. Liza Dishko. She takes cake. Champion. Is this all because she is alternative? Nobody puts baby in the corner. Mm. I feel like that's rude. But. But yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so Baby is not in the corner. Baby, a.k.a. Liza Dushko, is getting MVPs. Yeah. Okay, you ready to wrap it up? I am. So, that's it for us tonight on the Vicarious Living Podcast. Bring it on. Short, sweet, get in, get out, knock it out. Kids, we want you. Tuck on in. You sleep tight. You have a really good night's sleep. Kids and Rebecca, do Pat sign off. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Hearts. Do less kids. <laughs> <laughs>can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.